1: The biggest breaking news stories and
0: outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.
1: Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really, really appreciate you joining me. And my goodness me, on this Friday morning, I really appreciate the next person who's joining me. Comedian Dave Chawner Good morning to you. Good morning and well done for getting through another week That's it, that's all we're doing these days We're just getting through to another week Now you you sent me a text this morning What's focusing on your, for your mind?
2: (laughs) Well, 38 days and counting till the pub's open Not that I've got a chart on my wall But that is the date I
1: just love that you send that message at (laughs) 6am You wake up and it's like, yeah Pubs, (laughs) Pubs. <laughs> Thinking of the pubs. Do you know what? For me, it's not the pubs reopening. Although I absolutely want to go and give them my service and and, and spend some of the money I've been earning this year uh, and make sure other people keep in jobs. It's not about having a bite. It's about it's about keeping people in jobs, folks. Um, I I just I just want I want to just sort of be able to have people come to my home and go to their homes and, and, and just sort of have people over for a cup of tea. Do you know what I'd really like? Do you know what I'd really, really like? I like the fact that when I met my sister yesterday, who's 38 weeks pregnant for a walk, I'd be allowed to hug her and that she wouldn't be terrified of hugging me because she doesn't think that I'm a, a, you know, a, a virus who's going to kill her and her unborn child and that, and that we could hug and maybe have a cup of tea after our walk. That, that would be nice. A little bit of normal would be really nice and I think would really help with everyone's sanity right now.
2: Completely agree. I mean, I'm looking forward to this summer, like barbecues and oh. stuff, which is, I mean, it's mental because I'm vegan, so they're terrible for me. But
1: just <laughs> being
2: outside with people is going to be great. Oh, God,
1: are you that person? We all have to go. Oh, do you need me to use a different fork for your burgers, Dave? Oh no, I'm a leper, <laughs> and I know that. I know <laughs> my place. Let's do you know what? Let's just do bar. Let's talk summer barbecues for the whole morning <laughs> just to cheer everyone up. I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm God, I don't I bring people down? I've been really struggling this week. I, I've really struggled, and I'm one of the really lucky people. I've still got a job. I've still, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning I've got a happy family. I've got. I am. I am in the top not percent of lucky people on this planet, and I know it every day. And I thank my lucky stars every day. But I just think we've been talking to so many people on our lockdown stories um, every single day, and there's people obviously struggling with you know children who've got autism, um, loved ones in care homes they can't see, uh, people who've lost their businesses. I mean, really, just really dire. Uh, uh, Staff and, and really upsetting, and, and the team. We always talk about it afterwards about just how powerful these stories are, um, and the reaction online is always huge. Um, but actually, the funny thing is, it's it's the people who say, "Do you know what? I'm all right. Actually, I mean, I'm okay. I've, I mean, I'm still working, uh, or I'm working from home. It's not been a problem. But I'm really struggling anyway. And this is the first time I've ever felt these sort of feelings in my life. Those are the ones that really hit me because that's where I am. This sort of feeling of not being in control of your own life, your own destiny, not being able to make plans. Not you know. And I think that is, and for me also, struggling with the either they're insane or insane, or or I'm insane, and we can't both be sane. So either I've just got this completely wrong, and we should have actually been hiding away all this time, and and all the hundreds of billions of pounds that are spent on locking everyone up for for, for a year on end, and all the damage that's been done is worth it, or or, or 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 I'm right, and 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 most of the population have been supporting, and politicians have been supporting a policy which is. Genuinely insane. And and that's really difficult to wrestle with, especially when you're arguing with your own family members, um, you know, colleagues, you know, parents at your daughter's school and, and all of that. Well, yeah, I completely
2: agree. And I think we've been, you know, we've talked about this before, of the different stages that you go through, yes. anger, despair, Greece. bleeding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it could be worse, though. You know, like Poland reports the highest cases since November yesterday. Greece is extending their lockdown as they've had the second highest number this year. Germany's extending their lockdown. At least it's
1: almost like lockdowns don't work, isn't it, Dave? Whenever you talk about a new lockdown or an extension of a lockdown, seriously, people. What what about this tells you that lockdowns are the way of resolving this? But yeah, you know, there we are. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it is difficult. Let's talk about the big news stories there because, wow, there is a lot about. You'd think even yesterday, actually, we'd just be talking only about the budget. Uh, and today, again, Institute of Fiscal Studies, their report on the government spending plans as being implausibly low. Uh, and uh, and actually, um, uh, Paul Johnson, the IFS, talking about you know, how Father Christmas Santa is turning into Scrooge. Something. a question I once put to uh, Vishy Snack in an interview a few months ago. But we spoke to Rishi Snack on the show yes on the show yesterday, and um, it it is fascinating how much um, the budget sort of almost we just move on from it because the the Megan story is so huge, and of course the vaccine story is so huge. Let's let's talk first of all about Megan. Meghan and Harry, this big interview with Oprah, it's going out on Sunday night in the States. It's been sold to 70 countries around the world. Huge sums of money. It's going out on Monday night in the UK. Uh, We had the clip yesterday of uh, Meghan telling Oprah Winfrey, um, referring to the royal family as the firm, as Diana did, of course, and talking about how they were perpetuating falses about her uh, and her husband. Um, Now, bearing in mind this interview was recorded a few weeks ago. Um, this then comes out the day after it emerges that uh, there are allegations of bullying against not just Meghan, but also Harry as well, um, uh, well in their time at Kensington Palace. And now they've got this full on investigation and everything is now sort of being dragged into it because Simon Case, who was the Buckingham Palace press secretary well, or so, uh, well, chief uh, staff to the, the Queen is now the cabinet secretary uh, to Boris Johnson Um the plot sickens. But realistically, is this just, you know, so proper? Is this just gossip and tittle tattle and 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 just, you know, talking about people being hypocrites or pointing the finger at rough Family? Or is there more to this? Do you think oh, it yeah, really I- matters? I don't
2: see if it's a problem if it is a soap opera. I mean, the Royal Family has now become the new reality TV. I can't wait for the next episode of The Only Way is Windsor. It's coming out at 9pm on Monday. And yes, people say that Meghan bullied staff. But you know what? Apparently our Home Secretary has been doing that for ages. So that's so... Last year, and and maybe it was Meghan that bullied Prince Andrew into doing that news night interview. We are understanding a lot about the royals, aren't we? It.
1: Aren't we indeed? I mean, you mentioned that uh, the the uh, the case involving the Home that so former uh, permanent secretary, that's Philip Putnam, which emerged that that's not going to a full tribunal. I think we all knew it was never going to be. He has had a very nice pel in the region, and we're told of £340,000. He was on a six figure salary, um, but no, no admission of liability has been accepted, as is normally the case with these settlements. Um, but yes, but this is, this is the point. It is fascinating that an investigation now into bullying claims, we're told that they were known of before, in which case, is this an element where actually the palace had protected Megan? That's what some are claiming. But the fact that, as we were pointing out in the open, the fact that there's not been a palace investigation officially, as far as we're aware, into Prince Andrew. Now, he wasn't accused of bullying and stuff, but the allegations against him are far, far more serious. About the FBI wants to interview him about his relationship with the now dead uh, uh, paedophile child trafficker, child sex trafficker uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, I mean, it does it does show they pick and choose when they want an investigation, doesn't it? Well, this is
2: the thing. And I don't understand that. Like, people keep on saying that, you know, oh, you surely you can't have a go at Meghan while not deploring Prince Andrew. And it's like, wh- why, why can't you have a go at them the both for but, things? Are but you... often
1: on social media, the people who love Meghan, there's a lot of young women who are obsessed with this woman. Um which they're entitled to be, I suppose, but 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 they um they will always say, oh, what about Prince Andrew? Why don't you discuss Prince Andrew? It's like, well, because there's an element where there isn't really a debate about Prince Andrew. I mean, have you met anyone who thinks, yeah, I'm 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 absolutely sure that all of Prince Andrew's dealings with this uh, child trafficking paedophile were perfectly above board and okay? I mean, I, I mean, I just don't think there's a debate about this anymore. No. Every, I mean, everyone in the world thinks that there is uh there is a case to answer there for him. Um. But, but with Meghan, there is still a big debate over, you know, who, who said what, when and who's in the right and who's in the wrong.
2: And what a debate it is. I mean, I couldn't agree more with you about Prince Andrew. I mean, Christmas dinner at Sandringham is going to be very awkward increasingly over the next couple of years. But, I, you know, all of this stuff uh, that's coming out. I mean, of course, it's coming up to Harry and Meghan's wedding anniversary.
1: And who I love doesn't... how you said, of course. I wouldn't know when they were. I mean, I mean frankly, my husband would struggle to know where else was. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's on my wall next
2: to the number of days that the pub's open. I'm not missing 19th of May. Who doesn't like to celebrate their third wedding <laughs> anniversary with a huge ding-dong with the family, eh?
1: <laughs> it is quite bizarre, isn't it? Uh, well, we shall, we shall wait. To see. I mean, I have to say, as, as appalled and horrified I am by, by all of these shenanigans, I'll happily be watching that uh, that show and watching all the excerpts. And no doubt we'll be talking about it a lot on Monday and Tuesday's show. Um, again, I do wonder how significant it is, though. I mean, we are talking, when Diana and Charles broke up, there was a the whole question, about like, was she going to be queen? You know, she was the mother of a future heir to the throne. The other question marks about whether, I mean, at the time, Time, you know, whether or not Prince Charles, they would you know, they basically, you know, you would stand back and then Prince William would be the next heir. So there were actually significant effects from that. Um, uh, but uh, I wonder from this one, though, you know, Harry is further down the line, uh, whether it's it's really is more just sort of celebrity tittle tattle at this point. Um, let's uh, let's talk though, about the NHS. Um we're going to be talking to John Athworth, the uh, Shadow uh, Health Secretary, and also going to talk to the Royal College of Nursing as well about this later in the show. But um, fury and anger all over everywhere, including a lot of the front pages, over the fact that the Department of Health has submitted to the NHS pay review body that uh, there should be a 1% pay rise for NHS staff. Now, bearing in mind, public sector workers under one hundred twenty, under £24,000 a year sorry, are not going to be getting a pay rise uh, at all. But apart from NHS workers, 1% uh, works out £3.50 a week uh, for most uh, most uh, NHS workers, um, unsurprisingly, uh, lots of NHS workers are not happy about that. But um, is this an insult to NHS workers? You know, we clap for them once a week for for quite a few months. We say thank you very much, but we're not giving them more than a one percent pay rise. Does, is that an insult?
2: If it is an insult, you can if like a pay rise is an insult, you can insult me all you like. You know, I don't know. You just like pay. Yeah, we well, I mean, exactly. pay would be nice i would love to work and and don't get me wrong i'm not you know i i think uh, you know it's very difficult and you can't talk about NHS, and i don't want to come against the the, the chagrin of people sort of saying oh you, you hate the nhs yeah. i absolutely don't if we were in an ideal world everybody would get a pay rise but the truth of the matter is you only need to go to twitter to realize we are not in an ideal world far from it unless you can find 2.7 trillion Pounds behind the collective sofa, yeah. then I think pay rise is going to be a thing of the past.
1: Well, I mean, this is the thing. I look, yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's talk about you know the NHS heroes. Well, yeah, I mean the people working on the COVID wards, the ambulance staff, uh, those you know in, in emergency was yeah, absolutely. But the idea that the sort of you know the sort of seven hundred thousand people working in you know backroom jobs are uh, are, are NHS heroes who, by the way, were under no uh, greater risk of getting COVID than, than anybody else. I'm sorry, they're not. And I say this as an NHS GP's daughter and I, I've got you know, two other family members who worked in the G- in NHS, one currently. Um, I, I, j- I just think we've got to stop this nonsense. It's a job and it's a really worthwhile, important job. I certainly would like an awful lot of people in the NHS to be paid more. I'd love people to go into the NHS and not like to have to choose to take a a, a, a lower pay. And it's an awful lot of people uh, you know, wouldn't be earning any more in the private sector and an awful lot of people People now going into those jobs because they've got some job security, given that millions of people have either lost their jobs, been furloughed on 80% of their pay, um, or have no really, you know, no job security and really, frankly, are struggling uh, during this last year because they just don't know whether or not they're, gonna, they're going to keep their job. Uh, all the self-employed you've lost out. I just think it's a bit rich to be saying, oh, but the NHS should get Paris. They've got jobs. A lot of them have done a magnificent job this year, but I'm sorry, um, there ain't no money left in the pot.
2: I think this is exactly going back to the point that we made at the start. At this uh, point in the pandemic, people are angry. People are frustrated. And I don't know why Rishi Sunak didn't quit at Christmas, because he'd have been the most popular chancellor in history, writing blank checks to the country. But this is when the bite begins. You're now having to cash those checks and find the money to pay for it. And that's hard. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.
1: If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.